tonight pleasure now to welcome to the studios uh, Carmen Lawrence she was once our former premier she also went into national politics as the member for Fremantle and I'm pretty sure she had something there to do with education and we were only just talking about the... Yes, well I was education minister for a while at state level, yes, and then minister for health at a national level, so I've done a bit of everything really. You have a yes. talented lady. <laughs> wow, yeah. Very fortunate too, I mean they're great experiences. Though, of course, a big experience back here in Broome looking at dinosaur tracks this morning. Tell us about it. Well, um, very kindly been invited to be the patron of the Dinosaur Coast Management Group, whose uh, objective is to try and make sure that the tracks are properly understood and protected and available to scientists, but importantly to people of of the Broome area who are curious about them and to tourists. So I've been here with um, Steve Salisbury and his team looking at the tracks and and um, many of them are spectacular. You know, the more information we have about them, the more exciting it gets, I think. So I'm really lucky to have been asked to take on this role, um, helping a, a very energetic group of locals who've obviously been campaigning to protect the tracks for quite some time now. So it's fabulous. It is. It's fabulous to have you on board as well. What, what are your thoughts of dinosaurs growing up? It's funny, you know, I didn't really think much about them. You look at kids today and three-year-olds, four-year-olds, five-year-olds, they get dinosaur fever. My my grandson now is going through his second phase of dinosaur fever. He's six years old. But I don't remember thinking much about them until I was in my late primary school, I guess, when they were introduced to me in school. Um, whereas now, you know, they're, they're much more part of the, the growing up of children, the storybooks and the films and the, and the animation and, the you know, the attempts to recreate dinosaurs uh, although I think it's a bit scary you know my grandsons watched Jurassic Park at least once or twice or three times with parental guidance I hope so yeah for me it was a later discovery but I've always been fascinated by that the idea that there was such a a dominant species on the planet that then disappeared so so completely you know with some exceptions like the crocs that roam around Broome Did you have much knowledge of dinosaurs? No, I didn't really. I mean, like most people, whatever we learned in science and, you know, through the years, through educational programs on television, you know, through the the uh, growing understanding of, of the, the range of dinosaurs and their habitats and so on. So I was unaware that Australia had so many dinosaurs um, um, and these tracks were in many ways, although I knew about the one, you know, here at the point in Broome, I, I didn't know about the extent of it until I became chair of the Australian Heritage Council for a period and one of the things we did was to list the West Kimberley, which included the tracks. And so, you know, my knowledge has grown apace with all that exposure. I've been very lucky. You've been out there this morning. Was it the first time? No, no. I mean, it was the first time I've I've seen the more extensive tracks, but I've been out to the point before a long time ago. Um, I didn't I didn't go down onto the slippery rocks this morning. But over the last couple of days, we've been looking at tracks both north and south of Broome, um, up past James Price Point. There's some you know in that area, people were concerned when the gas hub was proposed um, that it was potentially destroying some of those tracks so I've had a look there I've had a look uh, Riddell Beach is that right uh, the, the the space there there's just fantastic um, evidence now that's 
easily available to people. And I know what the management group want to do is to make it available for a wider audience to make sure they understand the links with the Indigenous culture and stories, because they're fascinating. That's the other side of this, of course, is that over time, the Aboriginal people clearly knew about these tracks and their um, dreaming stories and their song lines are connected to them all the way up and down the coast. And they they differ depending on which group is interpreting the material, um, but they are part of... Um, the culture and heritage of our country, which I think is very important. So it's not just the tracks themselves, it's the Indigenous stories that go with it, the cultural understandings, and it's as important to protect those as it is to protect the tracks. The tracks are amazing, aren't they? They are. They're fabulous. And you see everything from the three-toed ones that people would be more familiar with uh, to some that have four toes, some that you can see the heel prints, the the, the great big plant-eating dinosaurs with their bath-tub-sized footprints. I mean, they're quite stunning. And once you see them, and especially see them in number, uh, you get an impression of the, the sheer scale of the population that must have existed all along the coast here. And imagining the sort of plant life that was around. There's a bit of fossil evidence of that, I'm told. Um, And reconstructing in our minds uh, that uh, um, uh, environment eons ago um, that children love to imagine. Imagine your grandson. He wanted to come up here when he knew. I think he would have been perhaps a, a little underwhelmed because they're a bit, they're a bit, uh, um, I suppose, spoiled for riches with the images that they get produced. But he loved the idea of dinosaur tracks, so I'll certainly bring him up here sometime. Yeah. And speaking of images, that was something perhaps uh, we hope to do in the near future: is create that yes. image. With uh, there's been talks of panels being done. Yes. With your role as the patron, what will you be doing? Well, I hope I can help the group to identify possible sources of funding uh, to do some of that work, the interpretive work that needs to be done, upgrading the existing facilities at the point, um, perhaps making uh, better representations of the dinosaur tracks so you know people who can't make it down to the rocks can still uh, have that experience. But in the new sites, um, working with the local people to make sure that they're properly interpreted, especially the Indigenous stories, um, and in a way uh, creating an imaginative landscape, but one that people can relate to. And that obviously means using all sorts of technology, but also getting the story right and keeping it up to date and fresh and hopefully engaging, for instance, local rangers and others to to be part of the interpretation and the stories that are told. So I know the group have big ambitions and I can help, I, I think, with the, the fundraising, uh, building profile and working with governments to make sure that they do the right thing by this uh, precious resource. What was your reaction when you were initially asked? Well, I was really uh, very honoured because I know this is a, an energetic group who've been building on the work of a great many people who've been interested uh, in these tracks for a great many years. And that's part of the story too, the, the, the Broom people's connection with the tracks and the various people who've come and gone and the museum's links with the community. They're all very important stories to tell. So I was honoured, given that I'm a relative newcomer uh, to this story, that they should ask me. But I'm, I hope that I can learn more and become part of the the, uh, energy that contributes to this being a a very important um, program of improvement and that it will help Broome's tourism, it will help um, employment for people like rangers, that it can be um, a very much expanded experience for people generally. 
would have been an awesome experience. Were you up early in the morning? Or? Yes, we got up early as the sun was rising. Brilliant, um, cool breeze blowing at this time of the year and um, the sun not too hot uh, and seeing the water reflected out of the, the footprints of the dinosaurs and the great experience. I mean, the, the landscape here is so stunningly beautiful um, and being reminded of the connections with the local Indigenous stories as you walk through the landscape. So I think that's one of the richnesses of this. It's not just the dinosaurs who are walking. It's everyone who's walked since and how they've interpreted this environment. And you can feel that when you're walking through the, the shallows and you're peering into the, the footprints in the sand and the, the sun come, coming up over the dunes and the, the, the water, the unbelievable colour of the water here and the red pintan dust. You know, it's, it's a pretty hard experience to beat, you'd have to say. I say to people, I've often said to people, the Kimberley is the best place on the planet. You won't want to go home. No, <laughs> that's right. It is. It, it grabs you by the heartstrings, this place. And, and if you can help people understand better, I suppose, what is their gut reaction to the place, because everyone does have that strong reaction, that if they know better what they're seeing, particularly, the, I think, the, the ancient Indigenous stories um, of this land, and to make it part of their understanding of what it is to, to value Australia, but particularly the Kimberley. So this visit would have made you the wiser? Always, yes. <laughs> always learning, always finding out new things. And uh, it's been, as I say, a great honour. And hearing the, the enthusiasm of both the, the local group and the scientists and then the knowledge that's building up and being recovered in some cases, you know, what people knew. I think you were talking about uh, your experience as a young person, you know, looking for dinosaur tracks. There are a lot of Broome people who have obviously been on that journey too. So finding out what they did and what they learnt and where they went and what their grandma told them, that's all uh, fantastic information as well. <coughs> Dr Lawrence, what's one of the first things you're going to be doing? Well, I think first things first, they, they will they will be directing me as patron. I'm really trying to help them. Um, so I'll be waiting for the management group to um, indicate specific tasks they'd like me to do, like being here. But I'll also start doing a bit of research of my own, you know, what, what sources of funding, what sort of people, what sort of philanthropy uh, might be brought to bear and system. Um, I've for other reasons as well, been very keen now that I've finished with the Australian Heritage Council to urge governments to better legislate to protect heritage generally and that includes this area um, because I think our legislation is pretty weak. So that's uh, in a way a, a subsidiary question but a very important one for the long term I think to build up better knowledge uh, amongst Australians of our heritage, uh, Indigenous heritage, our natural heritage, and uh, as well as the post-European uh, uh, heritage, to make sure that we value that, but also protect it. Governments are a bit inclined to say, we like to tell the stories of heritage, but when push comes to shove, it sometimes comes second best rather than first. <laughs> so we're going to notice you as a regular visitor? Ah, uh, Definitely. Oh, lovely. Lovely having you here in the studio. Much appreciated. Great, great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you.